You ready for this? Yes, I am. You sure? Yes. <laughs> Hi, I'm Harvey Freeman. And I'm Ruben Haider. And welcome to this limited edition of the FOMO Show podcast, the show that doesn't miss out on missing anything. In today's podcast, we'll unpack the unknown complexity of the fear of missing out and its damaging association with psychology. Yeah, so we will focus on the influence of social networks, reflecting on our own personal experience. And we'll dive deeper into the topic in conversation with Manuela Barreto, Professor of Social and Organisational Psychology and former President of the European Association of Experimental Social Psychology. Now, it's been 30 years since IBM announced the release of the first smartphone. Since then, social reality has transformed and we're all far too familiar with how much life is consumed by screen time. Yes, I checked mine. It was unbelievable. Just over six hours a day. And I bet that's mostly on social media. About two or three hours a day on Instagram. So bad. Yeah. And while communication flourishes, every positive comes with a negative. The new digital age has created social network platforms like Instagram that have created and amplified harmful psychological problems. And FOMO exemplifies this. FOMO is an emotional state most commonly witnessed on social media platforms. It's experienced by 56% of the social media users. And it's more complicated than you think. It involves a mixture of two processes, one cognitive and one behavioral. The cognitive process occurs when individuals are overcome by feelings of apprehension that they're missing out from rewarding experiences. And the behavioural process is a strategic coping mechanism that complements the cognitive aspect, involving a desire to stay constantly in contact with your social network. I think we've all been there, whether it's an event you see on Snapchat or a reunion on Instagram. Many of us have experienced FOMO. I remember when I was a night alone. Then I saw my friends sending me Snapchats about the nice evenings, nice events. I was always thinking, why I'm not there? I think I experienced FOMO for a few years ago, more than nowadays. Definitely, and I think that was the same for me, and it's an interesting point. Studies, in fact, associate high levels of FOMO to feelings like low self-esteem. And I think it's especially when you're younger. Definitely. And greater feelings of stress also, depression and even anxiety. Those that have deficits in essential psychological needs, competence, relatedness, autonomy, for instance, are particularly vulnerable to the destructive environment created by social media, where individuals manipulate their followers' perception of themselves by displaying their ideal selves, putting out essentially a highlight reel of fleeting moments. Like Instagram again, right? Yeah, yeah. People put on Instagram their holidays and meetups, not arguments or work. I'm definitely guilty of sure yeah, you are. Yeah, me either. Only posting the nice things. <laughs> yeah. But sometimes people lack the awareness we have, and therefore they are literally engaged with social media platforms. They evaluate the worth of their actual self based on the unrealistic ideal selves of others. Your fear of missing out on things because you believe in others or experiencing a better time. Yeah. And you want the same. So I think you validate your social reality by comparing your life to the abstract online world spot on and this leads to a behavioral chain reaction engagement with social media will skyrocket and addiction can even take over and you feel as if you must permanently stay in contact to continue keep informed about others activities yes things such as a decrease in life satisfaction for example occur it's not really as clean cut as you think Coming up in part two, we'll welcome Professor Manuela and dive a little deeper into the interconnected link between psychology, social media engagement and phone. Now, we're very fortunate to have a special guest joining us on the podcast today, the current Professor of Social and Organisational Psychology at the University of Exeter, Professor Manuela Barreto. 
Manuela, thank you very much for joining us on the podcast today. Uh, thank you very much for having me. Could you perhaps tell our listeners a little more about yourself and your role within the world of psychology? Well, I'm a social psychologist, as you said. I'm also an organizational psychology in the sense that I'm interested in uh, processes that are social in nature, but that actually go on in particular contexts and the organizational context is the one I have been studying the most. Uh, I'm interested in marginalization in any form it takes. So uh, overall processes of stigma and stigmatization uh, of um, people, how people cope with that, how they can come together in response to that, uh, but also how it can set people apart. So you did your PhD in social psychology in 2000, and since then, lots of social media platforms have arisen. What's this impact been on the world of psychology, particularly pertaining to FOMO? There's a lot of research on the effect of social media on uh, things like mental health, and the answer is not simple. So what people tend to say is that if you engage with social media to extend your existing social interactions, then social media are a great thing. You know, they allow you to continue nurturing that relationship. But if you use social media to replace those face-to-face social interactions, then it can be quite harmful others. Now, FOMO is can come out of this kind of interactions with social media if you perceive that actually other people have more than you do. Social media presents a, a very edited or curated version of other people's social realities. So if you're looking around and basing your standards for what you should have on the basis of that curated or edited version of other people's social engagement, then you are you are building expectations or standards that are way too high. And so then, no wonder you fall short. So FOMO comes out of that. How can we solve this problem as a FOMO, but also with the mental health in general? Well, obviously, uh, mental health is a is a hugely uh, a huge topic, and there's many ways of going about it. But I, uh, in relation to FOMO, of course, what it comes out is this precisely this discrepancy, this sense that you do not live up to expectations that you and others of your similar age group have for you, right? Because, of course, by looking at other people's lives and, and feeling that they are so much better than yours, you know, you tend to, you will tend to feel less worthy, less valued, less valuable. And how can you reverse them? I think part of it might be about uh, really trying to make it clear that you know, these are airbrushed social lives. More awareness of that um, can help people because obviously it will make you put those things into perspective. We need to also be able to regulate a little bit better how much engagement we have with those with those social media so that they can remain positive for our lives. But in general, mental health is also caused by all sorts of more structural uh, factors that we that that of course a lot can be done about. Obviously personal accountability for our well-being is really important, but is it for the government and relevant health bodies to take a bit more of a responsibility and start reconceptualizing poor psychological well-being as a sort of public health problem? Yeah. Like a pandemic, really. Yes, exactly. I, I think so. And in fact, in mental health, there's a lot of a lot of evidence that it isn't just an individual issue. It's it's felt at an individual level. And because of that, people tend to think that it's quite appealing to think of it as an individual issue. But in reality, it's um, it's driven by structural and social and societal factors. My own work is showing that, that even things like loneliness, which seems such a personal and individual experience, 
they're in fact very much about deficits in the communities around us rather they are than they are about deficits in myself as an individual. It can be really just reconceptualizing what each policy does and what each action does um, in ways that they really think of connection as number one. What yeah. we hear we need to hear right now is how you as an individual perhaps can do to be a better member of a community. Thank you very much for speaking with us today. I'm sure our listeners will have a lot to take away. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Let's talk about solutions. Yeah, and Manuel touched on it. It's it's really not that simple. FOMO is more a small part in a larger issue, I think. So high social media engagement is correlated with so many other things, like negative body image. Yeah. There's so much need to be addressed. Like research? Well, social media can be a factor of harm, but I think it's not reflected by the volume of academic studies. So, yes. I mean, when I typed in FOMO on Google, there was 34 mini results, but all I saw was blogs and with titles like how to deal with FOMO in your life. I think we need more sources that help evidence that incorrect social media engagement is a clear issue like we see with FOMO. Things like that will allow institutions to force companies like Meta with Facebook to regulate harmful and addictive elements that they've built into their app design. And I think we need further education. Absolutely. But I think the most important part is that we really need to rethink our approach to mental illness and experiences like FOMO. We move more away from an individual focus, as Manuela mentioned. But like treating this experience and emotions as a public health problem or... Yeah, yeah, because much like COVID-19, psychological problems and their mediators are harmful, even lethal, and they spread to every corner of the world. But we can't forget the benefits of social media, like junk food, you know, it's great in the moderation, it can help to build relations, friendships. It can even help build businesses. So many companies start on social media, just off the top of my head, Dollar Shave Club. I think that's a great thought to end. Thank you all for tuning in. And remember, if you're struggling with your mental health, do talk to someone. It's always okay to ask for help. Thanks again and see you next time. This podcast has been brought to you by The FOMO Show, a University of Exeter production.